Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. I am Beth. And I'm Christy. Happy New Year. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually going to be talking about some uh, New Year's resolution stuff. So, you know, me me and my weird brain, I just automatically jumped ahead there. there. (laughs) Just went out there. Mm -hmm. But we are very close. We are. Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah, we're only, what, a couple weeks away from Christmas. Yes. I can't believe the kids are going to go back on break again. I feel like mine just got off break, and now they're, he's going to be on break again. I know. Do you like when they're on break? Um, Half and half. Okay. I'm about 50-50. I like that he gets to have a break because I believe, you know, just like we adults need a break, I do believe kids work hard, and, you know, from a very young age, I, they need the break. But do I love having no schedule and him being at home and like that constant like no not exactly I feel like I, I do things and then I'm I'm kind of exhausted after about the first half of the week and yeah. then I'm kind of thinking of things unless we're taking a trip or doing something like that I'm, I'm trying to think of things to to do for us to stay busy and active because this time of year it's a little bit you know Weather's a little bit rainy, a little bit cold. It's not as easy, I feel like, to just get out and do some of the stuff we normally do. Well, and when they're in school, you have a very strict schedule, mm-hmm. like and things are very a certain way every mm-hmm. day. And I think that's the part that throws you off the most is like, you know, some people I know stay on a perfect schedule even when the kids are out of school, but I like to give mine a little bit of a breather. Yeah. And, you know, let them sleep in a little bit or let them do things that I wouldn't necessarily you know, let them do if they were going to school. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's the schedule part that kind of throws me off. Like, because I like the schedule. Totally do you off. like the schedule? Yes. I, I like do. the schedule I because do. I know what to expect. Yeah. And that's kind of how I am. I don't know what to expect. I'm, you know, he's going to stay up later. He's going to sleep later. There's not going to be as much of a, right. you know, outline schedule. So, you know, but I mean, I definitely think that they need the break and it's especially around the holidays. It's it's nice to have them at home where you can do holiday things. Yeah, I was going to say, I do love um, when they're out of school because you can like if you want to go in the middle of the day mm-hmm. to go do something or, you know, go watch a movie or go shop or do whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do that without yeah worrying about school and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um. We have our first Christmas with little Shepherd Man. Yes, yes. He's the sweetest, sweetest, most darling little little baby. This is uh, this is. I was just thinking about this when we first got up here. This is the first time I've recorded since I gave birth to him, I know, and I know. so like you can see my ankles again. And, you know, the last <laughs> yeah. few episodes we recorded up here, like my ankles were extremely swollen and they got worse as we sit here and recorded but yeah it's so funny how fast time goes though I know it just goes by so fast you know he's actually four weeks old Mm -hmm. and uh, or a month old and you know it's just crazy it just goes by so fast and I think they grow so fast I was just holding this morning and I felt like I held him on Thanksgiving and then I held him this morning and I was like oh my gosh you've already grown like your cheeks are fuller he just looked like he had just grown literally overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. yeah, he is the sweetest little thing. He is. I just love him so much. I'm so thankful for him. I'm uh, starting to speech. Speaking of schedules, <laughs> yeah, I how trying, is that? I am trying to get back on a schedule just in my life mm-hmm. uh, in general because 
you know, those first couple of weeks are kind of like a blur. Oh, absolutely. With, with an with an infant, and here we are at the one month mark, and I feel like I'm finally starting to feel like myself a little bit, and starting to get a little bit back on a schedule mm-hmm. where I'm getting a little bit of sleep, and you know, can start doing like the normal things during a day. We've gone out a few times in public and yeah. <laughs> things like that. So. But yeah, yes. I remember those days. I feel like I feel like you're doing great because I feel like with me, I feel like there there was at least a month that was a blur yeah. for me. Yeah. And like I think you're doing good cuz you know, after a couple of weeks, you seemed like you were getting back into the groove of things. So, well, I've really just been pushing myself because I was kind of in a dark hole there for a little while, so yeah, I've been really just pushing yeah. myself to try to get back um, you know, not being too hard on myself, but also I know what I need a lot of times, yeah. you know, and I know mm-hmm. when I'm starting to go places that I don't like. And, and then of course, when you have teenagers, like they keep you going and they always, they don't stop for anything. So like you still have to keep up with. That's one of the <laughs> things the I've thought with about them, with so. you, you know, that's gotta be hard because you were in teenage life. I mean, y'all yeah. guy has already moved out. He's a young adult. Then you've got Phoenix and Olivia who are teenagers. Then you have this huge gate age gap where you're starting over with newborns, but you still have the teenagers living in the house. Yeah. And I'm like, that is like that's gotta be difficult to balance because you you still have those teenagers and that is a hard phase I've heard. I mean I'm not yes. there yet, but I know a lot of mamas and daddies that, you know, talk about the teenage years. So that's a lot of balancing different emotions going from a newborn that needs you for everything to the teenagers with the hormones going out and doing their thing and yeah it's two uh totally different stresses because a newborn you know even though they're the most precious wonderful thing ever they're a lot of you know a lot of responsibility and your hormones already go crazy after you have a baby anyway and then you throw in the no sleep and all of that but yet with the teenagers that's like a totally different kind of a stress you know because Mm -hmm. they're older now and they're going out to do things with their friends and and you know all of the teenage emotions and then Mm -hmm. you're talking about college and you know I have on this one hand thinking about the kids that are about to move out and then I've got the one coming up and I'm thinking about like when he's going to start school it's just it's it's crazy yeah It, it really is but you know it's all good but like I said I just I know myself so I have to Um, do certain things to kind of protect my mental health and my physical health Mm -hmm. and um, getting out you know (laughs) we you know I went to Costco with you not too long ago yeah it was actually one of the first trips I think I had taken him out in public and there were these two elderly ladies there you and I laughed about this and she said oh he's so little how old is he and I told her and she goes oh we we she said oh we never took our babies out when and they I were got that mad age. at them and then she went over to the other lady stop and, judging and, her yeah the other lady goes how old is he and she told him she goes oh yeah we just didn't take them out and I was like sorry not sorry I mean I'm not y'all I had to get out of my house before I went crazy and he's okay like and I told them I'm like he you know he's okay like, and I know times were different back then, and there were, who knows what while the reasons back when they were having babies that they didn't take them out. But I still wanted to be like, shh, 
Like, you know. Well, and, you know, it's not, I'm not taking him out and passing him around to people in public. Like, I'm still protecting him and not. And you don't have to justify that at all in any form or fashion. (laughs) So, yeah, I just thought, I mean, I think it's funny. Because yeah. they were just kind of like, oh wow! But it was it was it was good for me. It's good for me to get out and do things like that. And so I feel it. Um, I feel for a lot of moms because it is it is a hard transition period. But good for you though that you know that about yourself because I feel like that's one of the important things is to know yourself well enough to know what you need. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you knew you needed that. That's going to be better for your baby. The fact that you brought your baby out and you helped your mental health and mm-hmm. you felt better by getting out and doing all the things. And that's really good to know yourself because a lot of people don't. I didn't. Yeah. I, you know, Daxton, you know, is my only child. So he was my first. And I felt like I didn't. Um, I did stay too long kind of in that baby yeah. hole, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah. where it's just you and the baby, yeah. and you just start to feel like this thing that just feeds your baby and takes care of your baby. And, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's really good and really he- healthy, and it's commendable that you did that because the better you are, the better you're going to be for your kids yeah. and for everybody. And obviously, you have to take care of yourself because... Yeah, and you know, <laughs> I think a lot of people, if they've never like had postpartum depression or never had depression at all or anything like that, they probably would have a hard time understanding that. Mm-hmm. But I know that you struggled with it oh, yeah. postpartum. Mm-hmm. You've had regular depression, and, and so have I. So yeah, the older you get, I think you... you if you can learn to identify triggers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I knew like it was, you know, you and I talked a lot. I was like, okay, it's time I got to do something. But, um, yeah. And you're kind of proactive with it. Like, you're like, let me do this before I get here. Yeah. We have a mutual friend and she had postpartum depression really bad Mm -hmm. with her first, Mm -hmm. her second too. But she said with the first one, she was prepared because she knew that she was prone to that. So with the second one, she was like prepared yeah. to like deal with that and like so it was a lot better yeah with with the second one so yeah I think we'll, we'll probably do an episode about that at some point but. I would love to I think that's something too where people can feel really alone because a lot of mothers don't experience it right. so you you can find yourself if you're around the mothers that are happy and glowing and you know they haven't experienced yeah. that but you're a postpartum depression mom you can feel really alone. So I think it's a good subject to put out there because um, a lot more people even, I think, go through it than maybe even want to admit it. Right. Because for me, it was a little bit of a hard thing to admit because you're like, I have this baby, but I'm so depressed. You know? Well, yeah, it is. And I think when you uh, are a, a pretty strong person overall, too, it's hard to say like, Oh, I'm having such a hard time or like, cause you feel weak, Yeah, you know, you feel weak and it's not, you're not weak at all. It's just, you're just having a moment and you know, your emotions and so much, so much is going on and, but, but yeah, we'll save that for another episode, but I think that would be a really, a really good one to, to tackle. Yeah, I do too. But little shepherd, he is the most precious little thing. He is so sweet. He's so cute. He looks like a mini Steve. Yes, he does. I still laugh and tease Christy because I can't find one thing about him that looks like her yet. (laughs) He looks like a little shrunken down I told Steve as long as he has my attitude, we'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he didn't like that too much. Okay, so uh, New Year's resolutions. I think this is a good time to do this. I know we're not at Christmas yet, but anyone who sets resolutions, if you're like me, I go ahead and start when we get in this season. I kind of review them all throughout the year to stay on track with them, but 
this time of year, I start looking at my old resolutions and then making my new re- new resolutions. I know you are in the baby uh, phase right now, but when do you typically start making your resolutions? Uh, usually a couple of, of weeks before the new year. I usually mm-hmm. I, I start thinking about them. Honestly, I start thinking about them probably when we start going into like November mm-hmm. because I'm the kind of person like I like to enjoy myself over the holidays. I don't like to be too hard on myself. Right. Like it, I indulge a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try to um, relax a little bit more and, you know, not drive myself quite as hard. Um, but usually like November, I start thinking about it, but I don't get like real serious about it until right. those last couple of weeks before, right. before I'll, January I'll kind 1st. of peck away at it. I, you know, I'm like you, like I don't really get serious about it until like a couple of weeks before and make sure, but I'll kind of peck away at it because I'm a little bit different than I used to be. I, I feel like I put so much more thought into my resolutions yes. and I really, um, like to search myself. I like to look at last year's resolutions and see which ones I accomplished and which ones I didn't and just kind of refocus. So I'll, I'll kind of like peck away at it like a little bit at a time and then I'll kind of review everything, you know, a week or so before the New Year's hits to make sure I'm happy with what I have. Yeah. But that's one of the things that, that I think is so great to do when you're setting your resolutions, though, is to really focus on yourself because well I tell you this like I was reading I love to read like Forbes magazines I think they have so many great articles on yes. different things like this and I was reading in Forbes magazine about resolutions and I liked their article because it was uh, maybe four things I forget the a- actual title but it was about why resolutions don't work and what you can do to make them work and I really liked that approach because I was like yeah because you need to look at why they might fail and their number one thing, and I'm going to read it. It says, it's your consciousness that needs to change before your behavior can change. And then they quoted Einstein. We cannot solve a problem on the same level of consciousness that created it. And I loved this. And I love that they started with that because I'm a big, big believer in you really have to self-reflect and think about maybe why your New Year's resolutions aren't working and think about the ones you're putting on paper and how you're approaching those. Because sometimes it's just you and the way that you're approaching them and something that you need to work on within yourself before you even make that list. Yeah. So yeah. that's I think that's a really good approach to take before you put anything on paper is just to do some self-reflecting and really think about, you know, what you what you want to write down and how you're going to approach those things. Yeah, I really like that and I agree with you. You know, you know a lot of people don't even make resolutions. Yeah. Like my husband Steve for instance, he he does he's not a resolution person. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but for me, I think obviously we should always be trying to be better and your resolutions a lot of times are things that maybe you've tried for a while and failed at. You know, maybe you tried to get healthy or maybe you tried to save money or, you know, those mm-hmm. are the, the real common ones. But to me, the reason I think that a resolution is important is because it's kind of like a reboot. It's a chance to like restart, to look back. Like you said, I like to look back at my year and say, OK, what did I do this year? Like, did I did I 
complete any of the, like, was I successful with my resolutions? Like you said, you review them. And I, th- I think about like a computer or your phone or whatever. If you don't take a, a, a if you don't reboot it every now and then, yeah. it starts running hot or it'll start doing crazy things or it just won't work right. And so to me, I like to think of it as like, okay, this is my reboot time. I'm, I'm going to relax leading up to this. Yeah. And I'm going to reflect on the year and look the past year and then look at the year ahead of me and say, okay, how can I make next year better? And I think it's just a really good time to do that too, because things are a little bit more relaxed around the holidays and you do tend to do reflecting and things like that. So, I mean, um, you know, I think they're really important. And I like what you said about really digging in and seeing like really what's important to you mm-hmm. and not just making random because it's really easy just to make a really long list of random stuff. But is it stuff that's really important to you? And if you're not a person that does resolutions, you don't, I mean, you don't have to call it a resolution, but I still encourage people to reflect on the past year and look at the year ahead of them and say, okay. Let me just write down some goals then. We won't call these resolutions. We'll call them goals of things that I want to do this year or things I want to be better at this year that I maybe was not that great at this past year. Well, yeah, I think the whole thing with the resolution is it is a form of self-reflection and trying to better yourself and trying to reach a new goal. And like you said, do something better this year Mm -hmm. that you didn't do the previous year. And one of the things that like I used to make tons of resolutions, I don't do that anymore because I focus on quality over quantity. I focus on a few things. Now I might have a big elaborate plan for one goal, right? But I like to, I would rather have three resolutions that really mean a lot to me that I really am passionate about and I really want to strive for and check those off and see that I accomplished those then have 20 resolutions and I only checked off three anyway you know yeah I I would rather do that and that's why I do so much reflection and try to think about what I want like my resolutions are very important to me I know people don't make resolutions like you said but I get excited about mine oh I do too I I get excited I'm like I get to do (laughs) my resolutions yes Yes, it does make me feel, you know, like I can start over and start fresh. Yeah, that's a great feeling. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think everybody needs a reboot. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's my reboot time where I just feel like, okay, a fresh new year to start off. And, you know, I'm not going to screw this one up. (laughs) Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I think they're I think they're important. And they're very important to me. And I like what you said about the long list. But you know, um, I'm, I'm more like that now too. I don't try to make a whole bunch of resolutions, mm-hmm. but you know, something that I found is a lot of times making those really making the resolutions that are just really important to you. And that mean a lot to you. A lot of times, a lot of the other resolutions that you would have made the smaller ones, a lot of times they kind of just happen anyway, because you're focusing on something that's really important to you. And a lot of times the smaller resolutions are the other ones that you had on there will just happen automatically mm-hmm. because you're focusing on something like that. that means a lot to you. Yes. Yes. And we, we talk a lot about having a goal, but then doing small, consistent things 
every day and I liked this Jamie Tall her page we had her on here she was like uh, she might have been our first podcast guest but maybe she um she's a recovery coach and she's awesome and she's on there all the time talking about recovery and helping people in recovery and one of the things she posted that I liked it said start by doing one push-up start by drinking a cup of like a cup of water start by paying toward one debt start by reading one page start by making one sale start by deleting one old contact start by walking one lap start by attending one event start by writing one paragraph start today repeat tomorrow and I loved that because you can take a lot of small steps that equal one big goal and like you were saying those small goals will just fall in place sometimes you set that big thing and then you just start every day taking that small step taking that small step and before you know it, you've accomplished that goal with that repeated process of all the other little things that kind of just fall into place. Well, you know, I think when you handle it that way and when you go at it with that approach, then you don't overwhelm yourself. And I can speak from personal experience that I have overwhelmed myself so much throughout my life because I've always been the kind of person like go big or go home. Mm -hmm. And you can still go big without overwhelming yourself and the way to do that is to take like steps that you can actually do don't say like I'm gonna drink all the water I'm gonna do all the exercise (laughs) I'm gonna you know cut out all the people like I I love that what you just read because that helps me a lot because in the past I have completely overwhelmed myself by trying to do so much or trying to go so big that then you get overwhelmed and you're like oh this is too much forget this and that's why it resonated with me too because I've been like that and and I've the older I get the more I realize that those small steps add up and then you just start over the next day and the next day and the next day so yeah that was really good but you know new year's resolutions fail they fail like they have a huge failure rate yes they do you want to hear some statistics yes all right to me Um, let me say 38.5% of U.S. adults set New Year's resolutions every year, okay? 59% of young adults. Wait, wait, wait. Am I reading this wrong? Look at that. Is that 38.5? Am I reading that wrong? 38. I'm not sure why they have a comma there. That's just supposed to be 5%, isn't it? Can't read my statistics. It's talking about like the percentage of adults that make news resolutions and then young adults, but I'm, I'm, I might be reading that wrong. It almost looks like it says 38.5%, but then it says, <laughs> is that an age I group? Think it's just a, I think it's just a typo. Okay. I think it is 38.5%, but they put a comma that there, which makes it a little bit confusing. Um, of U.S. adults set New Year's resolutions every year. 59% of young adults, 18 to 34. We're not young adults anymore, by the way. We don't get to be classified that way anymore. Uh, Have New Year's resolutions, which makes the largest demographic that sets these goals. 48% want to exercise more. 23% 23 quit in the first week, and only 36% make it past the first month. 9% successfully keep their New Year's resolutions. Now, I looked at that 9%, and that 9% has been over years. It has stayed 9%. So no matter what demographic is setting resolutions, 
nine percent out of all of them over the years and years and years of making resolutions isn't that successfully crazy? keep their new year's resolutions you know the speaking of the gym one i know you and i this sounds kind of mean but like we were a member of a gym that we just loved and we still have so many good friends from mm-hmm. there but like when we would get near the holidays and the new year would roll around and we would we would get like oh my gosh now all the new people are going to come in yes and it's going to be crowded for the next month yeah. and we'll be like but after january it'll it'll clear out again and it's really sad but i mean that that makes sense because so many more people set resolutions that don't actually follow through that's really sad though because it lets you know how easy it is for people to give up on themselves that means people are giving up on themselves only nine percent of people are continuing to believe in themselves throughout the whole Mm -hmm. year which is pretty sad well isn't that weird okay so like we're we were in the gym so we could see this influx of people because we're we're uh, i mean not trying to pat us on the back but we do year round we work out you know like we're not like that working out won't be on my new year's resolutions list because i know i need to do that you were talking about what you know you need i need that for my mental health as much as my physical health what if we had like this is just a funny random thought what if what if you had like rooms like that and you could actually see that influx like say someone wants to work on their relationships what if we were all in a room where people worked on their relationships all year long but then you had this influx of these people where you could visually see when you talked about visually seeing that influx of people come in and then give up on themselves yeah that's crazy to think about that. What if we had that in every aspect where all these people came into the room to do this thing and yeah. then they disappeared? That, can, wow. that is yeah, kind of sad. That's crazy to feel. Well, yeah, because you think about so that many people obviously wanted to improve themselves yes. or their life at yes. the beginning of the year. And they had high hopes for themselves. Right. They're like, OK, mm-hmm. I want my life to be better, my relationship, my, my financial situation, whatever it is. They had high hopes for that, but only 9% mm-hmm. of them every year actually keep believing in themselves long enough to accomplish that. That's really, that's really a sad thing. So we need to, yeah. we need to try to find a way to like encourage those people to keep going. Well, and don't you, don't you feel like the self-reflection though, that's one of the things why you really need to self-reflect on who you are as a person and how you're approaching your goals in your life and what that goal means to you because you know, why are you giving up on yourself that quickly in your goal? What is getting in your way? You know, like the Forbes article, what what's keeping you from doing that? Because how are you gonna know how to get there if you can't see your mistakes, take responsibility, recognize the problem of why you're not getting there? So I'm going to offer up one answer to that. Go for it. And that is people do not make resolutions a actual part of their life a lot of the time the only way to stick with something is to to make it part of your everyday life Mm -hmm. just like you know working out you and I have made that a part of our life so it's like we don't have to think about it we might skip a week here and there or whatever depending on what's going on in our life but that's just something that's like part of our life now and it's hard when you haven't been doing something or, or it's a bad habit, say, that you've had. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of people try to, like, stop smoking or stop drinking or stop doing whatever it is that they feel like is bad. A lot of people try to do that, stop doing that at the first of the year. Well, you have to make that or not, make that not a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And 
I can speak from experience with consistency because it's something I struggle with. It's one of my biggest struggles is consistency. And that's huge on my list this year. But I think that's why it fails a lot is because people fail to make whatever it is they're doing or changing in their life. They don't actually make it a part of their everyday life. That's a good point. That's a good point. It all ties in with taking those daily steps to get to where you need to be and not trying to tackle some huge goal all at once. But consistency is my downfall too. And you and I always talk about this being partners and having to work in a business together. We have to recognize like I recognize your strengths and I use those to benefit us. Right. Because it, it's a lot of times they're my weaknesses and you do the same with me. And then we really like to tackle the things that we both have in common if it's a weakness because it can really affect what we're doing right here. And consistency is one of those things we've both promised each other that we're going to tackle yes. this year. And that's going to be our focus. And we like to do this. And I think it's a great thing. We like to have our one word that we focus on all year. And we will usually get uh, bracelets made with this one word on them. And we're, we're doing something more creative this year. We're getting bracelets that have, um, our word, but instead of it just saying consistency, like I remember one year as productivity and, yeah. you know, we've had a lot of different ones, but we're going to write in our own handwriting and we're having it put in our own handwriting on our bracelets. And it's going to say, Christy, what's it going to say? Be consistent. Love Christy. Yes. So it's going to be a note from us to us in our own handwriting because we just loved the idea of that. Of course, mine's going to say, be consistent, love Beth, because we both agreed mutually that that's the thing that we need to work on together to better what we're doing right now. And we're going to use y'all for accountability partners, FYI. We're going to we're going to uh, put that out there and just be transparent with it and uh we hope that y'all will help us stay consistent because yeah, we're going to need your encouragement. We're going to be dependent on yeah, you. Yeah, we're going to be throwing some different things out there that we're going to be consistent with. And so we need your support and prayers. And uh, yeah, we need you to cheer us on, in other words. Yeah, and call us out. Exactly. You know, sometimes you could be cheered on, but sometimes you just need somebody to be like, hey, get up off your butt and do what you're <laughs> supposed to do. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, you know, I love that I have you, though, even though that's one of our weaknesses and it's something we have to work on together. I love that I do have you to work on that with, which brings up another point that I think is really important, and that is having a support system. Yes, yes, yes. Having a support system Mm -hmm. to help you with your resolutions and your goals. That is really huge. Say those goals out loud to at least one other person. Tell them your resolutions, ever how personal they may be. Go ahead and put that out into the universe. Tell it to your accountability partner or your support group or whatever that you're using to keep you accountable. Like we just said, consistency. We're putting that out there. That is like our number one goal for the year. So put that out there. Say it out loud. Make it known to other people. And then you're a lot more likely to stick with it because people can hold you accountable. Yes. And if it's something that other people might like to do, too... Say it is your fitness or it is whatever the case may be, finding other people that want to join you on that journey or join you with that same resolution 
is so helpful. I mean, I know in, in so many circumstances, in so many instances, having a good support system around you and people to like do it along with you, because then you have accountability even more. And, you know, you can get your kids involved if it's something they can participate in. Yeah. Um, your your spouse, uh, your friends, or if it's something you know, where you're taking a class, mm-hmm. like make friends in the class so that you have that connection with people. Yeah, if it's business oriented, there's, you know, there's all kinds of things that you and I have attended in the past. There's mm-hmm. groups and networking events and things like that. It's always good because, you know, we always talk about your crowd and how it affects you because think about it. If you're trying to be consistent, do you want to, not that you're going to judge your friends if they're inconsistent or you shouldn't, but are you going to spend your most time around those people that are inconsistent? If you're trying to be consistent, it's probably not best for your resolution. You probably need to put yourself in a crowd of people or in surround yourself with people wanting to be consistent. So I love that. Like find somebody that wants to do it with you so they're not working against you. Well, you know, I've, I've been to a lot of like seminars and a lot of mm-hmm. personal development um, things and, and, you know, I was, I was a member of a, um, a group of people like several years ago and, and they had like these big events and they always had like a really good speaker, like Andy Andrews or Les, um, Brown, almost said Les Mills, Les Brown. (laughs) They had a lot of really good speakers. And so I got to hear a lot of really good people speak through, through those events. But, you know, a lot of them brought up the point of, you've heard like the saying, like you're the average of the five people you spend the most yeah. time around. Yeah. Well, have you ever like said that to yourself and then looked around at the five people that you're spending most of your time around and realized that you didn't want to be the average of those five people? Yep. Okay. I sure have. <laughs> so that, that goes to show you how important your crowd is yeah. and the people you surround yourself with. We're big about that anyway. Like yes. it, it is, it is huge. If you don't believe the people around you, have a big impact on you, have a teenager and throw them in one crowd of people Mm. and see how they act and then put them in another crowd and see how they act. I don't care how strong or independent they are, you know, and us as adults, we're, we're, we're the same. Like I know from personal experience with this. So yeah, having a good support system and making sure that you're around a really good group of people and, you know, getting into a new group a lot of times like what you said networking events or you know classes whatever it is a lot of times you have to step out of the group that you're in to accomplish a certain goal exactly exactly no I love that I definitely you know I will always believe in that because I've I've been on both sides of that I've been in groups of people that inspire me lift me up help me reach my goals and I've been in other groups that didn't do that so much and it it just made all the difference in the world yeah So, and you know, you're, like I said, if you have a friend that's inconsistent, I hope you won't stop being their friend because they're inconsistent. (laughs) Maybe you can help that friend, but it's still just for your sake. It's so much better to be around people that are like-minded and, and are challenging you to do better. Well, and I always say, you know, when you're kind of, um, when you're kind of thinking about the people that you're around and kind of analyzing the situation and Mm -hmm. analyzing those people, Mm -hmm. I always feel like if there are people that want to do better and they work on personal development and they work on being better, you know, we all have our times where we're not as good as we should be or we're not in a place that's that great. You know, we all struggle. We all have have times like that. But the important thing is that you're in a group of people that want to 
get better. Yes. They want to become better. They want to do more in the world. And, you know, I think that's the most important. If you're around a group that are just slugs and they don't want to do anything, (laughs) they don't care about personal development or like being better or putting good into the world, then maybe you need to. Well, we talked about this for a podcast episode because you and I have discussed the equality in friendships and relationships. Oh, yeah. You know, um, sometimes people choose crowds. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to stay on this too long because it's a little off subject. But sometimes people choose to stay in crowd and stay in crowds where they're the best one. Yeah. Um, and they they they're the ringleader, and they don't have people that challenge them because obviously something's not okay with them. Right. You know what I mean? Like they have the friendship that goes one way where they get the praise and they get mm-hmm. the recognition, but you know. Anyway, we're going to talk about that on a podcast episode, too, that even playing field and that equality in friendships and relationships that's so important. I I could say a lot on that. So, yeah, we'll save that for it. I could very easily get sidetracked with that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, going back to resolutions, Mm. you have to have a plan because... You have to have a way to get to where you're going. Like, it, like if you start out on a trip and you say, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to drive up to Canada. Okay, well, how in the hell are you going to get there? Do you have a map? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have everything laid out in front of you and you have to have a plan to to get to what you're trying to get to. Well, and that's why I like those, those few goals because you're going to have a good you're going to have a lot of work. If you're making a plan to go with that goal, there's a lot of work. That one Mm -hmm. thing or that one sentence on a piece of paper, if you're doing it the right way, you're going to have a big plan that goes with that. And you, you really think about how busy we are in life. If you put a billion, you know, resolutions that are probably bigger goals and then you have a plan with every single one of those. You're not going to have enough time and energy during the year right. to even get to that. So then you're going to feel hard on yourself to be like, oh, I didn't do that. But you can have two or three things, but have a big plan with yes. a million steps to get there. And I think sometimes people confuse uh, goals, plans, you know, like there's yeah. there's different things that people confuse a things to do list. You know, sometimes someone's resolution list is just their things to do list. And I mean, I used to do that, too. I used to kind of confuse what was what and right. the steps to get there. But that that plan, like, how are you going to make that happen? Yeah. Like you yeah. said, you got a map. Yeah. You got your fuel planned out. You yeah. got the money to, to buy the fuel. Yeah. Yeah. That's so well, important. and because I think if you start into something like that without a plan, you're going to fail because you're going to get, you know, just like if you go somewhere and go on a trip and you don't have you don't know how to get there and you don't have it planned out. and You don't make sure you have money for gas or you don't have directions. You ain't going to make it. Yeah, no, you're the girl. <laughs> you're going to be stranded or lost or, you know, so that's why I think also with resolutions, I think that's another reason they fail a lot is because people get these big ideas of like, oh, I want to do this or I want to change this. But they don't put enough thought and planning into it to actually make a plan. So therefore, when they get to a point where they don't know what to do next, they just stop. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a great point. Because I've done that way too many times. Yeah. Made all of the preparations and did put the resolutions down. And then I didn't take the time, which that is really the time consuming part. Yeah. 
is making the plan. And let me add this. Just because you make a plan does not mean that that plan can't evolve. It can't change. You can change the plan, but just have one. (laughs) Because you're going to run into obstacles that you didn't probably account for. And you're going to have to change that plan a little bit. You're going to have to, since we're talking in metaphors, you're going to have a detour sign that comes up. Yeah. And you're going to have to reroute. You're going to have to spend a little more gas money. But like... Just go ahead and make the plan, even if you have to modify it. Well, and make sure also, once you make the plan, that you take action. Because a lot of times we can sit there and look at something. Oh, that was one of our words. Sorry to interrupt (laughs) you. Action, remember? Yes. I'm just remembering all our words throughout the years. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. That was great. I love our words because it's amazing having a word like that that you focus on throughout the year. It's amazing how much that will revolutionize just one word that you focus on. It's amazing, amazing how that will get into your subconscious without you even really knowing it. Mm -hmm. And you can look back and realize how much that focusing on that word for the year changed you and how much you got done because of that. I will tell you to add to that, I was going through my nightstand drawer because my nightstand drawer, um, evolves into something horrible over time. (laughs) If I don't go through it, And I will just, it's one of those drawers that like, I'll be like, oh, that, throw that in there, throw that in there. So anyway, I was going through it trying to figure out what the heck I had in there. And I found one of our bracelets. Well, mine was productivity. And I felt so good. Lord knows all my resolutions have not been this way. But I felt so good because I remembered that year in my life where I felt like I wasn't managing my time properly and my productivity was really lagging. And I really like gave myself a high five. And I was like, I'm a super productive person now. I'm really good at managing my time. Some days are better than others. But I was so happy to see that bracelet and see that I had accomplished that. Maybe it was the only thing I accomplished for the whole year that year. But I had accomplished it. And I had stuck with that time management and that productivity in my life. And then I thought, gosh, we need to find, I wonder if we have our bracelets. We need to find those and line them all up and just look at them. That'd be so fun. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. So yeah, having a plan is great. Did we talk about like the being passionate though, about what you actually put down? I know we talked about really reflecting, but I really feel very strongly that you need to be 110% passionate and driven about the things you actually do put as resolutions. Yes, because I just like you said, with the plan, you're just not going to do it. You're going to lose motivation unless it's something you feel deep, deep, deep inside. Yeah. and You are passionate yeah. about doing then you have such a higher chance of failing. Yeah. If it's not something like that. So that is just something I think that we did talk about reflecting in, on what is important, but being really passionate about those things you write down. Yeah, being passionate about something um, will keep your fire burning when you're tired yes. and when you, you know, you get bored with, with certain things. If you if you focus on things that you're really passionate about like that, mm-hmm. those will drive you during the times that you want to quit or you don't want to follow through. And so, yeah, I think that's super important because those will help you continue. Yeah, that's your motivation when you really don't have any motivation. Um, Another thing that I think is so important is for me to to focus on on my spiritual side throughout the process, because that's another thing that lifts me up when I'm feeling down and gives me another form of, of energy and inspiration is if I keep my spiritual 
life intact. And a lot of people have different ways of doing that. They do meditation, they pray, you know, they go to church, there's all, all types of things. There's a lot of people that read and have groups and things like that. But I like to try to be as consistent as I can with that, because that helps me stay more fulfilled. And, and kind of like you said about being passionate on the days that I'm not feeling as great, and I'm feeling kind of down, if I turn to that, it lifts me up and and helps me, encourages me and inspires me in a different sort of way and for, fulfills me. It, it gives me a, a type of fulfillment that I can't get from all the things that I'm doing. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, probably at the top of my list because my faith actually, I can look back at so many things in my life that I got through. And so many things that I accomplished and, and so many of those went back to my faith where, yeah. where my heart and soul is rooted in a certain faith and, mm-hmm. and the way that I feel about that. And, you know, I think that's so, so important. And, you know, keeping that alive, it's something you have to work at, too. It's, it's a relationship. It's not just something that's there in the back of your mind when you need it, you know, even being in touch with that side of yourself, say, obviously, we believe in God, we pray, you know, I love to meditate, I love Mm -hmm. to read, um, all of those things. And, and just keeping that part of you exercised enough to be able to tap into that quickly. Yeah, like for me to say the right prayer to feel connected when I pray, like I to do that often, keeps that part of you in shape where you can tap into that easier because sometimes that's not easy to do you may want to go to that spiritual place or go to that meditation or go to that prayer and if you don't it's like with anything if you don't practice it you out of shape yeah that's right well for me too it's like my safety net me too it's my safety net it doesn't matter what's going on in my life or the roller coaster of emotions or whatever it is like that's my safety net Mm -hmm. i know i might fall for a long time but i know that net's still going to be there Mm -hmm. and for me that's that's everything yeah so i think that's so important you know and it's really easy to just kind of let that fall in the background or let that be your last resort yes yes that's right everything's terrible now let me try to do this yeah let me pray now that everything's Mm -hmm. going terrible in my life Mm -hmm. yeah no it's something that i think that everybody should focus on and realize how important that is and what a strength that can be to you and also it's it's like my why like a lot of people say you hear especially like motivational speakers and personal development coaches and things like that what's your why why are you doing this and to me that's like my why because deep down it's why we do this you know Mm -hmm. it's because we believe in something bigger than ourselves and we want to help other people you know and I believe that everything we go through is so that we can help somebody else that goes through that too like we go through it then we reach back and we grab the person behind us and say okay come on I've already done this you can do it girl preach (laughs) so yeah I think that is huge Mm -hmm. and again that will keep you going when you get to the point where you're like oh I can't do this anymore this is not working or is Mm -hmm. this worth it you know, that'll give you strength. And it also gives you happiness. I know we're talking about kind of when you need the strength or you're low, but it just, if you, if you keep that side of your life intact, 
it adds so much inspiration and so much happiness. It adds clarity, um, confidence. Like you said, it's your safety net when everything might be going bad. It's your confidence. But it, it just... It, it really can add so much fulfillment and happiness aside from strength and motivation when you're down. It just feels, it, it makes you feel good every single day in a way that other things can't. Well, it will make you a good person too. There's that when you (laughs) when when you when you think about something like, oh, maybe that's not maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe that's not the right like maybe I'm not handling this Mm -hmm. right or you get mad at somebody or you get, you know, whatever the case may be, it will keep you if you go back to that, it will keep you in a good space and you'll check yourself Mm -hmm. where if you just let that go, it gets really easy to make choices or behave in a way or treat people a way that you wouldn't if you had that part of your life mm-hmm. intact mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah, I like that yes so it'll it'll make you a good you're person. way more sensitive to being a crap person and not a what do you call it heaping pile of trash oh let's see what do you, wet wet hot pile, pile of garbage, garbage <laughs> I believe is what I say <laughs> I'm such a good person. (laughs) Um, Okay, so another thing, and you brought this up before we started recording, and I thought it was fantastic, is you just said, keep going. (laughs) Keep going, because there are going to be the days where you don't want to keep going. Well, yeah, and when I say keep going, or when you say keep going, uh, that means even if you stop for a week, Mm -hmm. Or you stop for a month. Don't just stop for the rest of the year. Yes. Like if you fall off the wagon, get back up, chase it down and get Mm -hmm. somebody to help you get back on it again. Mm -hmm. Because the only way you're ever going to accomplish your goals and the only way you're ever going to fulfill your resolutions is if you keep going. Yes. And you're going to you might as well prepare yourself not to be negative, we want to be positive, but you are going to have hard times and you are going to have those weeks where you're not on top of things. So go ahead and prepare yourself for that. Don't have unrealistic expectations so that you're prepared. I'm going to keep going when that does happen because it will happen. And it's okay if you need to take a minute. Sometimes you need to like, especially if it's something you're pushing really hard towards a goal or you're, Mm -hmm. you know, I always believe that it's okay to take a minute breathe relax rest because if you overdo it and stress yourself no matter what it is you're working towards you'll burn out yes and then you won't want to start back Mm -hmm. so allow yourself to rest and take a minute to breathe but just keep going yes after you take the rest keep going Mm -hmm. that's pretty simple yep i mean i think that's really big for people who really want to get healthy Because, you know, you can jump in there and hit things really, really hard and overwhelm yourself and then just want to quit before you've even started good. Yeah. So it's so important to, you know, go easy on yourself and, you know, don't overdo it and take that time to rest so that you can get there. It's way better to rest and take a break and accomplish your goal than to just burn yourself out and then never get there at all. Yes, because I have done that more than once. Oh, so have I. So have I. That go big or go home mentality. I mean, we've struggled with that a lot. And it's not, sometimes it's wonderful because you dream big, you think big, and I love that. You know, I love to be able to think big and not keep, you know, keep myself in a box. But there's kind of a balance. There's a balance with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great to be able to, like, come up with a huge vision and put it out there Mm -hmm. to work towards. But, like, you also have to have the action behind it, the rest behind it. 
and all of the things so that you don't burn out. Huge vision, reasonable plan. Yes. You know, I like that. I like that. Because a huge vision is great, but if you don't ever fulfill it and you can't ever reach it, then that sucks. Mm-hmm. That sucks. But you know what? Um, something else. I think this is probably the, the last one that we're going to talk about here, but it's huge. And that is to seek out inspiration. Yes. Because when you start burning out or when you start having those times where you want to quit or you feel like you're not going to be able to do this or, or fulfill a goal or whatever it is you're working towards. For me, when I get to that point, what keeps me going is finding inspiration, feeling inspired. Like when I lose my inspiration, like I work off and thrive off of inspiration. And when mm-hmm. I lose that, then I just I don't care. Like I want to quit everything. And so that also going back to faith, faith is a huge, you know, having that spiritual side of yourself healthy and well, that is, that's one of the biggest sources of inspiration. But, you know, I, you can find inspiration in a book, in a podcast, you can find inspiration from another person, Mm -hmm. you can find inspiration in nature. There are so many ways without even doing anything huge that you can find little bits of inspiration to give you that motivation back and to make you feel good on the inside again so that you keep going yeah and it can just really reset your mindset what it which is you know huge and sometimes that's why we lose our inspiration is obviously we get tired and we get burned out but sometimes it just kind of resets kind of like a new year's resolution if you find something inspiring it kind of resets your mind and refocuses your attention you know back on what you're really working towards and yes yeah inspiration is um is key and just keeping that again you are going to lose it just go ahead and prepare yourself because we have to be realistic here you're going to run out of inspiration so be prepared to seek that out when you're running low on it yeah have all of these things um kind of laid out ahead of time Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's like how you always keep snacks in your car like, you know, at some point you're going to get somewhere and you're going to be hangry and you're going to need a snack. So be mean to people. <laughs> so you prepare for that yeah. and you always have a snack in your car. Also, mm-hmm. you have a six year old. So he's going to be mean to people. <laughs> By people, I mean me. <laughs> so, yes, preparing ahead of time, mm-hmm. even for the inspiration, having sources out there that you know that you can turn to. Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. Here we are. We're here to inspire you. (laughs) (laughs) Have all of that laid out ahead of time. So, yeah. Get out there. Tackle your New Year's resolutions. We're here to pray for you and cheer you on. And we expect you to do the same for us. Exactly. Exactly.